Albert Einstein once said that play is the highest form of research. Well, let's get ready to do some research. This is Teach, Play, Learn, the podcast, and I am your host, Adam Peterson. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This episode of Teach, Play, Learn, the podcast is brought to you by my good friends, Berto & Co. As always, head to bertoandco.com or use the link in the show notes to pick up your 15% off-order deal. You can head there to find planners, t-shirts, stickers, and more for your classroom and you'll get 15% off using the code ADAMP15 at checkout or using the link in the show notes. Let's talk about who is here today because I'm so excited. Today I'm joined by my good friend, author, presenter, teacher, speaker, Dr. Lori Elliott, and we're going to talk all about engagement in a virtual space or this ever-changing world, as well as some project-based learning ideas. Here we go. Let's do it. Lori Elliott. All right. Welcome to the show, Lori. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. It's, it's fall. Getting, oh my. Is it getting cold there? <laughs> yes, it's lovely. Um, we have change of leaves already, so it's really looking nice outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we were outside yesterday. I was cleaning out our garage and Olivia and Landon were playing outside. She found, I'm going to have to see if I can show you over the screen this picture that she took. Because like, the leaves are starting to fall. We don't have a lot of trees here. All of our trees were old and died, so they got taken down. But look at this. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Look at that leaf that she found. That oh my red. word! Yes, that's what my trees here at the house are looking like, just on the tops. But each morning I'm getting up and they're moving. It's like the next section of the trees are starting <laughs> to color in, and it's just you know I live in the Ozarks and it is just absolutely one of the prettiest times of the whole year. So feels like fall. Feels like back to school. Feels like beyond back to school now. Kind of like in the grooves. Right. Okay, I say that, but we're all going, nobody is in the groove this year. But in my mind, when I look at the calendar, it's like October. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't there like 45 different grooves this year? Like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> the groove and also then turns directions and, and goes up and down. And oh yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's beyond crazy. Yeah. Well, well, for those of listeners listening to the show right now that, that aren't, aren't followers of you yet, I know they're going to be as soon as we're done this conversation. Tell everybody about you as an educator and what you're, what you're passionate about working on right now. Cause I know there's some big things coming out from you. Well, thanks. You know, <laughs> I've been a teacher for a long time and I love <laughs> saying that because the more I reflect on that, I'm like, that I am just so lucky that um, I've been teaching good Lord, almost 30 years. And in that time, I've been able to teach all different grade levels from peak, you know, from preschool all the way up. And, um, and then I was also a tech integration specialist. And so um, some of my passions, you know, right now I partner with teachers and educators all over the place, you know, one navigating these crazy choppy waters. That's an understatement about this world um, right. in dealing with the technology piece and good instruction for that. That's been really my focus since March. In addition to that, project-based learning, because we're finding we still need to be engaged. Kids still need to be engaged. They still need to be empowered, even though we're doing things in these all these different ways. And so, um, so those are two of my things um, that I've really been spending hours and hours um, alongside teachers from a distance and through Zoom, um, helping with um, those two major areas. And that's been really great. And then little thing I'm really excited about is I do have a new book coming out the end of the fall. And so yeah, I'm so that's excited. Not little. That's not little. Yeah. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a 
project-based learning book for, it, I kind of look at it like the Every Teacher's Guide to Project-Based Learning. It doesn't matter if that's brand new to you or if you've been doing it a while. Um, and also because of the virtual stuff that's going on, um, I, I did, I put that in there now too because um, that's the that's again where we're all at. And because I've been able to continue working with teachers and we've been able to try things, I went ahead and included that in the new book. And I'm really, just really excited about that getting out to the world. So yeah, and the, the, those of you listening should be excited about it too. I had the, the lucky opportunity to read it for an endorsement. And it's, it's amazing. And I haven't read the whole Aww. thing. I admitted to Lori, I was like, <laughs> I haven't had time to read the whole thing. But what I've read is is so good. And it makes me want to be like back in that full blown, like, no social distant, like just fun yeah. type of environment again, because your ideas are, are fantastic. And, and that's why I really wanted to bring you on the show is because right now teachers are, are probably that, I mean, those types of things are the last thing on their mind, right? Like exactly setting up themes and doing this play. And like, it's, it's hard to think about that stuff when you're just trying to get through the day, but mm -hmm. you are so good at, at, at making that work. And like you said, in the virtual, but also in the, in the classroom where we have to kind of watch with precautions what's going on. I know a lot of teachers listening to this are probably, they're either one of three things. They're full on virtual right now, they are full on in person, or they're doing both. And, and I don't know how they're doing any of them right now because regardless of what situation you're in, there are new precautions this year and new expectations from you as a teacher that you've never had to deal with before, even if you're in a classroom right now. So um, I guess it's hard, but it's important to remember that this engagement factor is still what we need to be working on. And, and I know this podcast is all about play, but we always talk about the definition of play and that key word in there of engagement. And, and mm -hmm. that's something I know you are so good about creating spaces that are engaging and creating ideas that are engaging. So I wanted just to get your, your opinions or your ideas or your expertise being the, the amazing author and, and <laughs> PBL guru that you are on. How can we do that right now? How can we get some engagement going in a social distanced or virtual classroom? Well, you know, I, I think first of all, what you just said is so true of everybody that you're in one of those boats or even you've got you've created a whole new category. Your schools create a whole new category of it. And can I say, I'm gonna say up front, it's hard and it's wrong. Okay, yes. I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna be real. Like some of you and some of the teachers that I'm working with are being asked to literally do three jobs at one time. Right. And let's look, can we just all be honest? That's impossible. So the first thing I wanna say is you gotta give yourself grace because there is no perfection in what we're doing right now. So we just kind of have to, I even have to embrace that and say, <laughs> uh, you know, I get it. Like I can't, I am a fixer. Are you a fixer, Adam? I'm a fixer. Yes. And I, I can't fix all of this. And that drives me bananas. And so I think that's the first thing that teachers have to recognize. But then once we kind of give ourselves grace and we've come to terms with it is what it is and we got to make it work, then I do think that finding at first even small pieces of joy for the, you know, and small things that we can do that are going to bring some, some excitement into the learning very simple things. So I'm going to, I would suggest I am huge on visuals, right? So I love using pictures. I think pictures and memes and gifts are such a fun way to hook the learners. And so one of the things that you can do, and I know a lot of teachers are already doing that is just simply to do things either in their morning messages or their morning meetings, or as they're posting throughout the day is to do, for instance, uh, a couple rounds of this or that. In other words, show two fun pictures. They don't even have to be super amazing. They could just be, of, let's say, Halloween and Thanksgiving, and then saying, which one are you? Are you this or are you that? 
and then have the students if you're doing you know live streaming with the students have them talk about it raise their hand so you can they can vote and then hear why that is or if you're posting it on Seesaw, pick, you know, post two of them and the kids hit the microphone and they record themselves talking about it. It could be, are you, you know, are you um, apples or pumpkins? Are you, you know, this or that? So the whole idea there, and I know it's really simple, but it just kind of makes you laugh. It brings a little bit of novelty. It gets discussion started with your kids. Um, it helps students to start to get to know each other and so that they can see the things they have in common and the things that they have different. So this or that, would you rathers, I just think those are magic right now because you can do so much and they don't take a whole lot of prep. And honestly, like on Seesaw, there's tons of those already created that teachers have created. Right. So I say go to the Seesaw community and find those and pop those into your lessons because they are, that's a really simple way to just let kids know it's not just about the assignments. It's about getting to know each other and having a good time. Mm -hmm. I love those. And, and, and I'm, th I'm thinking activity right away. And how easy would that be to, to take your class outside? I, I know, don't know about mm -hmm. where everybody's listening to this from, but here in Illinois, like our kids are masked up in the classroom and distant, but outside they can take their masks off and run around and, mm -hmm. and enjoy the fresh air. So how easy would that be to print out some of those pictures too, and just take them outside and have them run from one side of the playground or start in the middle of the oh, playground or even an open gosh. field, just let them run from one side to the other and, and pick this or that, or in the classroom, you know, work on different activity motions. I'm thinking pre-KK and, you know, hop across the classroom if you're this, but walk across the classroom if you're that. And I love that. An easy way to do it. Yeah. Super yes. engagement. And you know, they're going to be engaged because for so long they've just been sitting to learn. So how much fun would it be to get them up and moving with that? Yeah. Well, you know, and if you're worried about even moving across the classroom, standing up and down, you know, that's always a fun one. Are you this? Stand up. If you're that, sit down. And then up and down, you've got these kids, you know, jumping up and down. And that's that's a fantastic thing. But I love adding the uh, motion to it. I think that that would be even better. You could do that if you're doing your Zoom calls with your kids, you know, right. and you're, you're showing them have it and raise a hand, but have them stand up, have them sit down. I think that, that was such a good idea. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just constantly trying to think of ways to keep kids active and I, yeah. I think of that with my own kids like they're they're rock stars right now with their they're at school in the morning they come home and they have work to do in the afternoon but they're doing really well with it but there's been so many times they're both like can we just go outside i'm like yeah we're, we're gonna go outside for a little while so we, we have to it, it's one of those things yeah you can't ignore absolutely um so another thing that has come up now that schools are back in session and and that's great and we're you know again, in all these different varieties, I'm hearing a lot of teachers that are, you know, they're emailing me or if I'm working with them, they're saying, okay, well, here's the thing. The kids know what they're supposed to do, but a lot of them, especially the virtual kids or the hybrid kids, they're not following through. In other words, they're not coming on lot, you know, they're not, you know, getting all their assignments done virtually, or they're not, they're not, you know, if I have a live session, they're not all attending and, and they're being very understanding of that, but they're like, but yet we are still presenting new content. Right. So one of the things that we've been searching for are, you know, I think about what we do in the classroom and you know, in the classroom, we're so good to just meet kids where they're at. And we just, we pick up on things and we can just do things in the moment. When you're virtual, it's really different. But one of the things we do in the classroom, a lot of times is we provide incentives. And I, I'm not a big rewards person. I'm going to be the first one to tell you the marble jar and then the, you know, yep. clippy systems and stuff, not Lori Elliott. That's just not me. However, there's always been like, okay, let's see how long we can read today in, in our self-selected reading. And then we'll have extra time outside to read outside. Right, you know, like we always reward. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole group reward and, and just things that really get kids excited and just challenges. And so I thought we do that so naturally in the classroom, but we've kind of forgotten about that with our virtual kids. So, I mean, I think about a kid other than just what the experience of being online, really what they don't really understand why they're doing what they're doing. So one of the things that I'm starting to work with our digital stickers or digital badges and digital oh, stickers cool. or digital badges are are just simply images that we find and obviously not spending hours creating some kind of graphic but just something simple that when kids do you know attend that your live meeting or they do turn in an assignment you give them the digital sticker you give them that That's digital cool. badge isn't that fun and so a couple ways you can do that is that you can actually give each student let's say in seesaw if they're using google classroom just a you know a slide if they're in google classroom that is their their sticker book okay and it's their page that when you give it to them they just keep adding it to their sticker book and if you're in seesaw that would be you know one of their activities would be their little digital notebook and you would give them stickers they could put there and they're just going to try to accumulate as many as they can or you can actually put them on their assignments. So you can add in Seesaw and you can add on a Google slide or a Google doc, an image. So you just add your sticker as you're checking out your kid's work. You just add those stickers and that kind of builds what we would do in the classroom that what's the teacher going to say? I want to, I want to check my work to see if I get the sticker. Does my, do I have another sticker in my sticker book? I mean, I just think, I know it sounds silly, but I'm trying but to love it, but I, I think they'll love it and and um the last couple of weeks especially i've heard that problem over and over again and that's where we're at that's with some of those teachers that's what we're going for that's what we're trying now and we're we're jazzed about it and we're we've got one teacher a little ahead of the game and she was like her kids are loving it they're loving it it was just a she goes it was just such a simple idea but i think sometimes when we've gone virtual or hybrid we've kind of forgotten some of the natural things we do in the classroom which is those little challenge and incentive things that we just have to translate that to the virtual world so um, i did do some snooping and um, you can find digital stickers in the community in seesaw you can find them on tpt um, i didn't make oh, them cool. i'm just saying they, they yeah so they're out there and you just have to look at them and they're just a simple way to again build that build that that incentive for being online or getting those those assignments done that's awesome i love that because that is the hardest part right now and i, I every teacher mm -hmm. i've talked to who's in a virtual world even you know trisha she's had pretty good attendance but there are those days and whether or not it's it's their fault or not. Sometimes it's an internet connection issue. Sometimes it's other things, but there are some, like our neighbor is a teacher and, and she just took the whole day the night. She goes, I have one student who's never shown up for math. Like yeah. and they've been in school six weeks, never shown up. And I'm like, how, yeah. does, how does that work? You know, like, so I, I think that regardless of what grade level students, students love incentives. So, so go for yeah. it. Come up with. I love that. Well, I just, like I said, in, in when we were trying to troubleshoot, um, and we're like, yeah, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. So tell me what we're, and then it hit me. I, I started asking, tell me what you're doing to get them there. Like, not that your lessons aren't amazing, but like, what kind of like little teaser or trailers or, you know, little tidbits of incentive. And the teachers went, you can see it in the moment. They're like, oh my gosh, I haven't. Like, I just am like, you need to be here. Like, right. 
this is the assignment. This is the lesson. So then we started thinking about, we, you know, we rock that in the classroom. We're like, now you need to be here tomorrow because guess what? <laughs> Miss Elliot's going to show up. You do not know what I'm going to do, but you want to be here. So we started talking also about, you know, I, I kind of call those the, the, you know, the teasers, give them teasers as to why they want to come back and they want to check out what we're doing online each day. And so I think that that's, that's really been kind of fun um, as well. Yeah, that's cool. In my book, I, I constantly talk about like selling it. How, how are you going to yes. sell it to the kids to make them want to, to want to do it before they, they see it, you know, and, and the selling factor, the teaser that that's perfect. So um, I, I love those ideas. So one thing you mentioned too at the start of this is, is this book that's coming out and, and I don't want to go into full details about the book because I want to bring you back on when it's released and talk, you know, in oh, detail great. about the book, but um you mentioned the, the PBL and the virtual space piece. So are there any yeah. tips you can offer listeners who are our listeners going, this sounds great, but I still want to know, like, how am I going to do some project-based learning? How am I going to set up these themes in this, this unknown world in this unknown space? So, so where do they start? What kind of tips you got for them? So I, I, I definitely am seeing that project-based learning, in fact, many teachers are just starting to really embrace it because they're going, man, to just post one more, just assignment. I cannot keep doing this. Right. So there are some, yeah, there's some basic things about project-based learning. First of all, we, we know the world that kids can get excited about. The second thing we know about project-based learning is that the students have voice and choice. In other words, the students say, hey, this is our challenge. This is what I think we should do. Um, and then the teacher helps guide, prepare, or share resources so students can learn. So I'm going to boil that down just for our conversation to be um, basically they need to you know we want students to we want them to explore we want them to do and we want them to share so the essence of project-based learning is explore something figure it out and then do something with that information and then share it and so because of that um, we can do that in a virtual setting or a hybrid setting so it could be as simple as and some of some folks are starting with something really simple like letting the kids do a passion project choose something that they personally are really into your son's really into baseball so maybe he might choose baseball um, you know or maybe you're really into a location or an animal. And so they explore that topic. They figure out, okay, here's, I'm becoming an expert about it. Then I'm going to do something with that information. Maybe I'm going to make a video. Maybe I'm going to make a poster. Maybe I'm going to, you know, it doesn't have to be digital. Mm -hmm. And then they share that with an audience. So that audience could be um, with their parents. It could be with the other kids in the class. It could be with an expert in that field. Um, that can go as wide as we want to. Yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, and maybe you want an escapist type of, of PBO, like because <laughs> that's also raw, let's do something that's a little bit happier. Like let's, let's make a habitat for a zoo, you know, down the road. And, and so we're looking for things that after we've gotten to know our kids, again, provide them with this real world challenge, give them the opportunity to explore, and then give them the opportunity to create something about that. And they're going to get so excited because they have choice. And then share that again with somebody who can really give them feedback on that work. And I'm seeing it over and over again, that it's working, that it didn't just work in the classroom, it is working virtually. And I'm really, really super excited about that. I think that's amazing. And, and the fact that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people think project-based learning or, you know, including a theme into your class, they're thinking, I don't have time to set all that up. Like, how am I going to get that together? And really with this, it's not taking you a lot of time, you're putting on the kids. And I think that's the, the key part is, just letting these kids be creative in their own right. I mean, I know that Landon, 
our son would absolutely love to go. Like if his teacher said, here's what you're gonna do this week, study anything you want about baseball, present it to us, you know, and how fun would that be for each of these kids to, I mean, not only is it sharing a project and it's including some engagement and getting them wanting to learn in their own, in their own, I guess, interests, but how fun for them to, to do it in their own way too. And if you just turn them loose and say, teach us about this, you know, let them be the teacher, flip the classroom a little bit. I like that. And, you know, you were talking about themes. And so I've been um, having lots of conversations and working with our good friend, Dee Dee Wills. Yes. And so from Mrs. Wills kindergarten. And we were, we were putting together, we did put together actually a, a combo. It's a theme, but it's also PBL for pre-K one, even up to second grade could use it. Awesome. And um, on fire, on fire safety, because I was like, okay, it's October. And I, what you just said is the the idea is really pretty simplistic, but still that's one more thing for teachers to do. Mm -hmm. So we actually mapped the whole thing out, gave the introductory lessons, gave the resources the kids would go check out. I mean, the planning sheets, everything. And um, so it's a PBL for littles and it's- um, I love that. That fun and it's on fire safety and you can find that on mrs will's kindergarten uh, on her website and also i believe she's adding that to tpt but and Very the, reason cool. I, the reason i mention it is not to push the product by any means but some teachers are just saying if you'll just help me like if you'll just yeah. give me one and i could see what you're talking about then i could do it myself so we did and we love that we were just using a common uh, a theme and learning that most of us were going to do in the fall anyway so we just i love that them. Well, and, and right now, that's one of those things that teachers are probably, you know, thriving for is how can I keep this, you know, everything I've done before, I don't want to create a bunch of brand new stuff, but I have to do it in these yeah. different ways. And I think that's great, because we don't want to lose sight of the themes and the, the fun activities we've done. Nothing, I mean, at least the teachers I've talked to in Trisha's school, like nothing about the rules and regulations are still telling you how you have to teach things, right? When I mean, they're telling us That's how to right. set up the right. classroom, they're telling us how to keep distance, they're telling us how to be safe, but you can still do all your fun stuff in those ways. It's going to take a little bit of creativity, but if you've got something there for them, teachers, go go check that out at, at, at DD's place for sure. Yeah, and I just I just think that that um, PBL definitely is going to be an answer to that whole how do we keep having play and engagement and empowerment in our lessons. Um, not that we're not doing amazing and incredible stuff as well, but even if teachers are starting to, to become fatigued and wearied and saying, right. give me something new because I myself find like, yeah, there's a great thing about routine, but then routine becomes kind of, you know, tiring after a while. We want something to, to continually be adding that. And this is, you know, those kinds of experiences are just gonna be really great. Give kids choice, give them some choice, give them some real world things to wrestle with. And I think that that's going to bring that, that excitement um, into that learning. Well, I love that choice and the share factor of it too, because it kind of yeah. brings the old, you know, one of the things I looked forward most to as a kid was show and tell day, right? Like yeah. we loved bringing something in to show and tell our interests. So why not kind of just turn show and tell into a giant project like that and let them, let them study something that they are interested in. And, and that all goes back to something I wrote about in my book. I know you preach about it too, that Nothing in our standards. I mean, when we think about standards, standards are our curriculum. Those are the things we have to be teaching, right? Like all the other stuff is just resources. Yeah. Nothing in any of those resources or any of our standards tells us how we have to teach anything. It tells us the goals the kids have to meet, the standards we have to meet, the expectations of all of that. But none of it says you must do it in this way. And I think right. that's what's so great about the stuff you've come up with. And, and I cannot wait to read the rest of the book. And I cannot wait for people to read the rest of the book because 
you do just that. You leave the creativity wide open to the teachers and the students. And I think that's an important factor in education, especially today. Like, how are we going to keep them most engaged? How are we going to keep them wanting to do this? And a lot of that's going to be student interest. It really is. And and so, you know, that brings up the whole, you know, other idea of, for instance, choice boards, digital choice boards or choice boards in the classroom or menus in the classroom. I mean, that's not a new concept. We've had them for years and years and years, but now they're necessities. Yes. Like they, they are necessities to giving kids opportunity to do things in a way that they choose. And it's going to, it's going to say, our sanity and so right. digital cho digital choice boards are you can find lots of them on, you can find them in seesaw people have created digital choice boards you can find them on this amazing website slides mania have you checked out slides i have mania? not no i'm oh going to now gosh. Oh, you, <laughs> slides mania are already created either google slides or powerpoint presentations that you can take and use as a teacher and a, Lots of them are interactive really? notebooks and choice boards. They're amazing. And so the whole idea there is to give kids choice. And again, it doesn't matter if they're sitting in front of us six feet apart or if they're at home, we're really embracing that in order to free the teacher up to be able to teach those kids at home and the kids in the classroom, they got to have things that they can do that are meaningful and choice boards are a really good way to, you know, link them to really great fun websites or other activities that they can do while the teacher is teaching or while they're working independently at home. And so um, check them out. Slides Mania has lots of templates. Seesaw, you're going to find choice boards out, out uh, wazoo because everybody's been making them and I'm right. so appreciative of that. So none of these things do I feel like I want teachers to try to go and tackle themselves. Use what's out there because yes. gracious gracious kind teachers have already put it out there we just have to go find we just have to grab it that's awesome all right well thank you dr Lori elliott uh thank everyone you. head to drlauriaelliot.com where else can they follow you what's all your social media that they can find you on Lori? yeah so on twitter it's dr Lori elliott and on instagram and facebook it's dr Lori elliott educational consulting Awesome. Perfect. That's Elliot with two T's too. I'll never forget when oh, I spelled yeah. your name. <laughs> E-L-L-I-O-T-T, -T, Dr. Lori, L-O-R-I, Elliot with two T's.com. Uh, you're you're going to love everything you find there. So thank you, Lori, for, for hanging thank out with you. me today. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to hear more music like what you're hearing right now, visit cuckookangaroo.com. And then please like, share, and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it so others can find it too. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Because you are the best.